0: Welcome to it's the ADHD friendly podcast where we talk all things well being, personal development, and live in our best damn ADHD lives at home and at work. My name is Karen McGill. I'm a certified ADHD life coach, and I'm here to help you do life better. Hey everyone, happy Friday! I hope you had a great week. I did. It is the fourth of May, so May the fourth be with you and all that jazz. Today I am taking you behind the scenes of not only my business, but also my thought process around goals, motivation, and making better decisions. These are all pieces of the executive function muscle that doesn't always wire the way we hope it does. So I'm really hoping that by sharing some of the thought process that I've been going through lately, that you might be able to glean some tools on how to make better decisions for yourself, whether you're in business or not. And also think through goals from a perspective of what lights you up, what motivates you, and what will give you the horsepower to actually follow through on the goals that you set for yourself. So before we get into that, I want to follow up on something that I brought up a few weeks ago. I had an idea about helping fellow coaches get their business up and going. And I just wanted to close the loop on that because I haven't mentioned anything about it since. I did get several signups. So thank you to those who have graciously showed your interest in the program. I'm looking for a bit of a larger sample size, to be honest, because I am building a beta program and I want it to be for a specific person at a certain stage of business. So I just want to make sure that I'm getting the right people into this pod who are then going to get one-on-one interaction with me and also group interaction and just a lot of help and support around getting their business off the ground, both logistically in terms of the steps that you need to take in order to build a business, but also around those things that we tend to spin on. I can't do this before I get a logo or a website and all of those things that feel important, but are really just busy work that is keeping you safe. So if that is something that you're interested in learning more about, if I can get a sample size large enough of people at the same level of business, then I will move ahead with it. So I'll put a sign up again in the show notes for today's episode, and it will also appear again on this weekend's Sunday setup email. So make sure that you're on that. And if that is something that you're curious about, just pop in your name and email address, and I will send you all the details when I have them. So, on that note, let's get to it. Goals, decisions, and motivations. What is the one thing that all three of those involve? that ADHD or struggle with? Executive function. (laughs) And if you're anything like me, then you struggle to set goals, make hard decisions, and find the motivation to follow through on what you started on. So in today's video, I'm going to take you behind the scenes of my business. If you've been around here for a minute, then you know that I set a goal for myself at the top of this year to Bring in six figures of passive revenue in my business. So, not including the coaching side, just passive revenue in my business. And I took that big goal and I chunked it down by quarter. And I think my first quarter goal was to hit 12,000 in passive revenue and then hopefully accelerate the goal as the year went on. And spoiler alert, I reached that goal. I actually went beyond 12,000. I think in Q1, I made 16,000. In passive revenue. And the way I see passive revenue is anything where I don't have to show up in the moment to earn that revenue. So one-on-one coaching, definitely not passive, but everything else that I'm working on in the background is. So that was a goal that I set for myself this year. And I did that after ripping apart the first set of goals that I had set, which were lukewarm and not really very effective. And I was so jazzed at the beginning of this year to hit that goal that I set up all of these elaborate plans in Notion, which is my productivity software, using the 12-week year format. And that is a book that talks about breaking down goals and going after them in the time frame of a three-month period. All good, only none of that worked for me. <laughs> and that's what I wanna to touch on today in terms of goal setting and motivation. Here's the thing. It is very tricky for ADHDers to set the right goals because goal setting, planning, execution, and follow through are all executive function skills. Now, we don't have the best executive function skills, but much like every muscle in your body, it can be worked on and improved. And I believe I am the walking poster child of executive function transformation because I used to be terrible at it. And now I'm a lot better at it thanks to coaching, training, and Notion. I love me some Notion. But here's the thing. I am still a work in progress, and I'm still trying to figure out how to set goals that are the right goals for me that I'm going to stay motivated to follow through on. Because you probably know as well as I do that we can set goals, and when they're sparkly and new and novel, that's all great, especially when things are going well. But the minute things stop going well or the minute things start to get boring, repetitive, and routine-like, it gets very difficult to stick to those goals. And I feel like I'm in that messy middle right now where my goals aren't exciting me anymore and I'm lacking motivation. But because I have declared this my 2023 goal, I am going to stick with it and I am going to find a way to do what we call in the ADHD coaching industry, re the goal to make it a little bit more interesting. So first, let me tell you where I think I went right with setting this goal and where I think I went wrong. I love the fact that it is a very specific goal and I'm either tracking towards it or I'm not based on very clear data. But on the flip side of that, the problem with that goal that I wasn't thinking about when I said it earlier this year is that money doesn't motivate me. I am most motivated by time, freedom, and flexibility. I've talked about that a lot on this channel. And the fact that I set a monetary goal was smart in the sense that it's very measurable, but I overlooked the fact that I'm not really jazzed about making certain amounts of money in my business. I'm not saying I don't like money. I do, and I need it to keep a roof over my head, but it's not something that I get intrinsic motivation from. I love being able to set my own schedule. I love not having appointments on my schedule. So that's really where I should have focused the goalpost for this particular goal, rather than making a monetary goal. There's two other reasons why I regret setting a monetary goal. The first one is that because it is a monetary goal, I am so fixated on the outcome that I'm not spending enough time thinking about the way that I'm going to get there. Making money in my business is obviously very important, but the how that I make money in my business, to me, is way more important. How I spend my time, what I invest in, Who I'm impacting to me has way more importance and relevance than how much money I'm bringing in a quarter. So again, money is really important, but it is not the end-all be-all for me. And I would argue for most of us, it's not. And that brings me to the third reason why I wish I didn't set my one goal this year to be monetary is that I don't love talking about money on this channel. I think that it's a little bit of a distraction. And I always feel like when people talk about how much money they earn, that it's always the preamble for some big sales pitch that's about to come up, which is absolutely not the case. All I'm talking about today are goals and motivation. So anyway... Those are the reasons why I wish that I had not set a monetary goal, but I did, and I'm sticking with it. However, as I've said before, if I don't reach that goal by the 12-month timeline that I gave myself, that's okay, because this is the first year that I'm trying this. And at the end of the day, the first time you do something, you can set a goal or a parameter or a North Star, but when you have no idea how things are going to go, because you've never done it before, you have to give yourself the grace to not let it roll the way you expect it to. So I absolutely expected this to be something that was a challenge, something that I would need to push myself towards, but the one thing I don't want to repeat from Q1 was just doing anything I could to make revenue in order to hit that goal. It's more important that I'm doing things that are scalable, aligned with my skills and talents, and that I actually want to do, because in the past I have built businesses that I didn't like to run, and that is the worst, because it's harder to quit a business than it is to quit a job that you don't like. So if you too are struggling with goals that you set at the beginning of the year, maybe they're not feeling as motivating anymore, I would invite you to first ask yourself a very powerful question. What can I do to make this goal more fun, more interesting, or more aligned to what motivates me? Because knowing what motivates you is half the battle. Now with that out of the way, I wanted to respond to a request from one of my viewers. So this one's for you, Trudy. She asked me to dive a little bit more into roadblocks that we might come up against when we're just doing busy work rather than moving forward with our goals. And I think that's a great question because here's the thing. When we don't know how to execute on something. When there's a lot of ambiguity or when we suffer from perfectionism and we don't want to attempt to do something unless we know we're going to actually achieve it, we start to spin in places where we feel safe. That is our brain's job. For example, with this goal that I have to make six figures in passive revenue, I don't know how it's going to go. So I could very easily spend time Building Notion templates to structure the goal and make it look pretty, which is exactly what I did in Q1 when I didn't know what else to do, but those things are really not going to help you move forward. As much as I love Notion templates, it can very easily become busy work when we're not really sure of the next step. So in that case, what I would recommend doing is looking at the goal that you have and asking yourself, What are the actions that are actually going to move me towards that goal versus the actions that I do just to make myself feel comfortable or feel as though I'm doing busy work? And the next time you catch yourself doing that busy work, then you can pause and say to yourself, okay, am I buffering here or am I just trying to avoid taking the next best action? because I don't really know what it is. And the answer to that is probably going to be yes. And the answer to the next question, which is, so what should I do, is anything that's going to give you forward momentum as opposed to spinning in busy work is the first step towards getting more clarity on what the next step is after that and the next step is after that. Come back to that goal, break down the important action steps, and ask yourself, what is the next best step that I can do Towards those impactful actions in order to get me closer to my goal. Now you can do that with a journal, with a notion template, just going out for a walk and keeping it in your head. But personally, I find it really hard to just do this kind of work in my head. I either need to have an external structure to walk through questions, or I have a coach to ask me those pertinent questions, particularly a coach that understands business and the life of an entrepreneur who can help guide you through that process as I could. The next thing I wanna chip away at in this video is the idea behind making decisions because that is something that a lot of us ADHDers struggle with. First of all, because it requires a lot of executive function. But also it requires a lot of self-trust. And if you're somebody who has grown up not trusting yourself because of impulsive reactions or because you've been emotionally dysregulated much of your life, then you might feel hesitant to believe any choice that would come from your own head or heart. And as much as I understand that feeling, I want to encourage you to move past it because you can make good decisions. In fact, you are the best person to make decisions for yourself, the biggest challenge with that sometimes is really just being aware of our own self-perceptions and how we feel internally because the way we feel in our body as we make a decision actually has a lot of good information, but ADHDers tend to live in their head. They don't live in their body and your body is really a good place to make decisions from. So I've talked about a specific technique that I've used In the past, but I'll give you an abbreviated rundown of it again. Basically, I want you to think about something that you would not want to have happen, a bad decision gone worse. Think about something really horrible and now take a minute to feel where that is in your body. Is it in your chest? Is it in your shoulders? Is it in your head? Is it in your gut? Think about what that feels like. For me, a bad decision gone wrong is like a pit in my stomach. It's like a lead balloon. Now think of something that is a good decision gone right, something that you're excited about, something that went fantastic. You could not have dreamed of a better outcome. You are thrilled. Where do you feel that in your body? I don't know about you, but I feel that right here. I feel tingles right here in my heart center. So that's actually really good information and do not disqualify it when you are making decisions. Now, beyond that, you may want to set up some structure for yourself. So I'm going to walk you through something that I built for myself in Notion. Now, obviously this is a podcast, so I can't show it to you, but I will do my best to be as descriptive about what I built as possible. So perhaps it can help you create some sort of framework for your own decision-making. At the end of the day, that's what the purpose is here, to externalize questions so that you can ask them of yourself rather than trying to rely on your working memory to ask yourself questions and answer them in your head. Because if you're anything like me, that is a really difficult thing to do. So I've only started making this model. And the question I've been struggling with is whether or not I should start a membership. And starting a membership would really help me in this goal of achieving six figures in 2023, because it'll enable me to scale what I'm doing. So let's start with some of the prompts that I gave myself. The first one was guidelines to remember. Because I have a tendency to overcommit and do more than I should. So my guidelines are, I can do anything, but I can't do everything. Just because I can do it doesn't mean I should. And then I love these two, which I'm really starting to integrate into a lot of my choices these days, which is that joy is the vehicle, not the destination. So important. And whoever has the most fun always wins. I just like keeping those guidelines in mind when I'm thinking through something because it helps to put me in the right frame of mind. So the questions I wanted to ask myself were, will it bring me peace? And how does my body feel about the decision? Again, heart tingles or lead balloon in the pit of the stomach. So these were my concerns regarding decision about churn, about whether or not I would like it, about being responsible for the energy of the group, which just triggers a lot of my people-pleasing tendencies, which makes me feel icky. And what if I get bored? What if I get stuck? There's a whole bunch of things I was thinking about in terms of my concerns. But then I asked myself, what lights me up about the decision? And what comes to mind is, is this new software that I'm looking at using, I could also step away from one-on-one coaching more or entirely, and it could be more lucrative. So what I thought about pros and cons, I came up with Pros being recurring revenue, streamlined offering, scalable, and it sounds interesting. It's something new, right? But the cons is that it's a big upfront investment of resources. Member churn would constantly be happening and I would be locked into this. It's a long term commitment. Then I think about the be do have model, which is another model that's helpful for decision making. So when you think about be do have, I want to have an asynchronous or passive income that's six figures or more. I want to do meaningful work in a way that protects my peace. And I just want to be at peace. And the way I got to that was bringing in my needs, strengths, and values. If you already have my notion template, then you're familiar with the needs, strengths, and values assessments that I'm always talking about. And I will leave a link to those below, both the template, or if you just want to do the free assessments, you can do that too. The template takes it much further. But if you just want to do the assessments, you know what your needs, strengths, and values are. It's so helpful because when I look at those things, the theme for me is meaningful work, growth, and learning. And at the end of the day, all of those things for me lead to being at peace. If I'm at peace, then I'm happy and I'm content and I'm emotionally regulated and I'm feeling my best. So everything has to roll into peace for me. And then ultimately, I went through the thought of what does all of this mean to me? It means that I was able to go inward and make a decision based on what's best for me and based on what I know about myself. And if I didn't have those prompts, that would be really difficult for me to do. I could probably do it if I had somebody asking me the right questions. But if you don't have that, then it makes decision-making really difficult. So the takeaway there is if you have decisions you need to make, and you hesitate to make them because you don't trust yourself, then you need to externalize that process. So use what I just shared with you to inspire your own decision-making matrix. Once I have this finalized, I'll be putting it into my ADHD vision to action notion template, where you can definitely grab it there. And if you already have the template, then just reach out to me and I will send you this individual database once it's complete. But I did want to show you that process because the takeaway here is externalizing the right questions that get you to the right answers. And the right answers are always in here. They're rarely out there. Sometimes it's great to get feedback and insights from other people. But ultimately, making decisions has to come from in here. And had I had that decision-making matrix at the beginning of this year when I set that goal, I probably wouldn't have set that specific goal as I think about that guideline of joy being the process and not the destination. So anyways, guys, I hope some of that was helpful. What I wanted to go through today was basically updating you on my goal process, but also share some insights in terms of how we get hung up with our executive dysfunctions and what we can do to support ourselves by building external structures. So, if you found this interesting, let me know. I'm happy to do more of these. What are the executive function issues that you struggle with? And if it's planning, execution, organization, thinking through goal setting and breaking down goals and projects into tasks, then definitely dig through my podcast archive but also head over to YouTube because I cover a lot of these same things, but sometimes having that visual just makes things easier to comprehend. And you can literally see how I do that whole planning process. So, you know, once again, as I come full circle, when you struggle with goal setting, motivation to complete goals and making decisions around proper goals and expectations around your goals, A lot of that is just building that executive function muscle. And I can't begin to tell you how mind-blowing it has been to me that I've been able to build those muscles in my own head, which means I'm compensating for the downsides of having ADHD and yet still enjoying the upsides, which is creativity and just different ways of seeing things and sometimes having an abundance of energy. (laughs) So that's what I've got for you today, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next Friday right here in your earbuds. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. For links and resources for this podcast, please visit it's adhdfriendly.com or click the link in the show description. Please also be sure to subscribe so you get automatic updates when new shows are posted. And, of course, please do leave us an ADHD-friendly review. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week.